follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance, and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Tolerance is merely taking time to acknowledge the understanding that we are all the same, just in different phases of life, doing the best we can. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia, and today the theme for our show is the gift of tolerance. And I'm Zara. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program. We have a very special person on our show today hosting with us, and that is the amazing Hannah Hundel. We've missed her so much while she's been following her dreams with great success as a student at Harvard University. She's got the mic now. Hey, Hannah. Hi. Hi, Zara. Hi, Asia. How are you guys? Great. Great. We've missed you a lot. <laughs> oh, I've missed oh. you all, too, and I've missed this program. Gosh, it's so great to be back. Um, a lot has changed, clearly. I'm off to college now, but really mm-hmm. my love, I think, for Express Yourself and for Be The Star You Are and all that this organization has done for me and to the heights that it's carried me, I think that's stayed solidly the same. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at Harvard now, um, I've been really interested in pursuing radio uh, and um, joining the Harvard Radio Corporation, basically. It's called WERB, oh. WHRB, oh. which stands for Harvard Radio Broadcasting. Um, and it's been quite a process, actually, because, you know, so what I was really surprised about at Harvard when getting involved in student organizations was that a lot of these organizations have a thing called a comp, which is about a semester long. And it's really when you kind of endear yourself to the people in that organization, learn about the history of it, and really understand the role that you're about to, about to enter the organization with. So, you know, in the context of Harvard Radio, the kind of Harvard radio comp for the fall semester of my freshman year really consisted of familiarizing myself with the studio engineering aspect of radio, um, getting a feel for how it is to do radio in studio, you know, having your guests in studio as well, and, and learning from a lot of Harvard radio alumni as well. Um, and, and so that was really great, and that, that, you know, took the whole semester, so it was kind of arduous, but I think my love for radio that was so solidified and cemented for my time here at Express Yourself and through the Be The Star You Are organization, that's really been the, the factor just propelling me to keep on keeping on in this arena. Um, and I've been loving every second of it. So I think there's definitely a lesson to be found here for any listeners out there wondering, you know, what activities should they get involved with? I would say start small, start with something close to your heart, and you never know how putting in that dedication and that effort toward that activity, what great heights that might take you to. 
I would agree. I think like once you find something like that, it's not uh, kind of like a chore. It's more of a hobby and it's something that you would enjoy. And you're not thinking, oh, I have to go to this class today. Or, oh, I got to do homework for this now. Or I actually have to put in effort to this now. It's I'm enjoying myself and now I get to do this for a grade or for whatever kind of benefit that I'm getting for this. Totally, totally. Yeah, I definitely agree, too, and I think it's awesome how, you know, after high school, it's not like you just crash. It's like you're Mm -hmm. keeping up with your passions, and you want to keep up with your passions. Um, So did you ever, like, um, experience some really, really striking similarities or differences between, like, Express Yourself and the Harvard Radio program? Yeah, you know, so actually one time we had to do, I think it was a a studio recording of our voice. Um, It was part of the COP process getting familiar with, you know, speaking into that microphone and knowing that you're on there. Because I think sometimes people kind of trip up, you know, a normal conversation, they're totally fine. But the moment you put a microphone in front of them, they sort of freeze up just the notion that, mm-hmm. you know, thousands or millions of even people are listening to them. So I remember there was, a, you know, that test that we had to do. We went into the studio, we had their microphone right by us, um, and we had to read a very small script. And due to a lot of stuff that was going on for me that week, I didn't really have time to go through that very small, I think it was maybe not more than a paragraph of a script. Um, and, I, and I think normally if I hadn't done something like Express Yourself and hadn't had that type of background in radio, I would have probably been a little bit freaking out and knowing that I would have to read the script without ever having read it before. Yeah. But it was amazing because I just got behind that microphone and I just pulled up the script and I just started reading it. Um, and, and it was like the words just flowed and it just carried me back to my express yourself days. Um, so I think even though kind of the technicalities of being a part of Harvard Radio have been a little bit different, you know, I've never really had to learn all this stuff about these switchboards and, you know, all the studio engineering and technical stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not quite the techie. So that's been kind of a challenge. But I think just the level of confidence and that self-assuredness in my abilities to do radio effectively that I gained from express yourself have translated so well to Harvard Radio. Mm. And the the other thing that's been incredible about getting to join Harvard Radio is that Ryan Sim, who was another Express Yourself host and reporter, who was on this program quite frequently in his high school school years, um, he is also at Harvard with me as a freshman. So we've talked back and forth about doing a, a program together, and so we're sort of working out the logistics and the details of that right now. But it's so great to also have a fellow Express Yourself companion there with me. Um, so not only am I keeping this, you know, Express Yourself in my mind and heart, but I have someone with me there to attest for it as well. And it was so funny, actually, because right before the, um, the Harvard Radio kind of initiation ceremony at the end of the semester, indicating that we had done all the work required of the comp to be a part of Harvard Radio, uh, Ryan and I, you know, we looked at each other and we were like, speak up, speak out, and express yourself. <laughs> um, you know, just taking us back to our express yourself days. So it's been, it's been a great ride. Yeah, That's it's so really great cool. that you're, like, expanding the express yourself community out. Like, you know, now you guys are all at Harvard, and you're, like, continuing the tradition and stuff. Um, so do you guys have, like, separate programs that you do, like, every week or, like, every day or every month? Like, how does it work? So as of now, we're still sort of in the works of figuring all that out. We're hoping to do a program together. Um, and, and the timing of that will, you know, have to be something that we talk about with each other as well and with the station because they have all sorts of other shows. They have, you know, people DJing, different musical mm-hmm. genres. 
So we'd have to find a way to incorporate our show in an appropriate time slot so that we're not taking up the time for any other show, but we have enough to talk about whatever, you know, topic we choose. So that's something that we're still hoping to kind of get going with. Um, And what's really cool is that WERB, which is, you know, the acronym for Harvard Radio, WHRB, they're working to expand their online component as well so that shows can be streamed. Um, and hopefully eventually even podcasted and preserved in that online format like we have here at Express Yourself. So that'll be really cool. So then, you know, my family back in California um, can listen to the show and, you know, all, all my Express Yourself lovers and listeners can listen to the show as well. And we can really expand that way. But yeah, Zara, to your point, definitely about kind of taking this Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are message and just spreading it all around the country. I think I think I've really been passionate about doing that. You know, it's so amazing especially at Harvard, all these, you know, people asking me about this program, this radio program that I had in high school and I was a part of. Um, People are so interested in it. And I love telling them about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are and all the work that this charity does to encourage literacy and positive media. That's really awesome. You know, that's actually something that I wanted to do at my school. Kind of what you're doing is having our own radio show at the college. You know, it's it's a community college, but I think that would be really cool because there are actually a lot of people at my college. It's not something very small. But I think that would be really, really cool to have something like that in that school because it will give it a more of a creative kind of feel and it will give it a more creative atmosphere. And I think it would give more options to people to really branch out in something that they've never done before. And I think it would be a lot of fun to be able to have something like that on the show. So I think that would be really cool if we could actually like collaborate, be like, hey, we're working with Harvard, and uh, we're creating a radio show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that would be really cool. the possibilities are endless. And I think oh, the yeah. reason that you, you, me and Asia, and, and you know, Zara as well, that we're so kind of proactive about, uh, proactive about it, spreading this Express Yourself message is because the way that Express Yourself taught radio to me. Um, exactly. So genuine. Um, you know, we really learned about the value of treating our guests with dignity and respect, mm-hmm. you know, being positive and entertaining, being but also totally being positive and entertaining, but also really pushing those tough questions and getting that educational information out there for our listeners. We've learned to strike that delicate balance. Um, and I think that's kind of the right way to, you know, to enter this type of forum. Exactly. Um, learning those qualities. So huge shout out to our producer, Cynthia Bryan, for helping us get there. Mm-hmm. We thank you so much, Cynthia. You know, it's, it's taught us a lot. And, you know, especially the values of radio um, to really ex- express beliefs uh, that come from everybody. It's not just one side of, one side of the story. It's, it's really, um, I think radio is really an opportunity to express your beliefs, express your opinions, and not um, have to worry about any judgment because you're free to have that kind of uh, communication without having to be um, worried about what other people are going to say because you have that kind of um, security that you are here on the air, people are listening to you, and there's a bunch of people with different types of beliefs, and it's not just one side of the story and one person having their own opinion it's a bunch of different varieties of opinions and you're able to talk about pretty much anything. And it's, right. I mean, look it's at really us. We're cool. talking from all over the country, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, and, you know, all, along that note, I think we really have to give a shout out to Voice America and the Voice America Kids Definitely. Network and staff and crew who yeah. make this a possibility for us, who, who put this idea out there that kids' viewpoints matter. And, you know, I think that was one thing that really, really impacted me, even starting out with Express Yourself, this notion that people all around the world 
wanted to hear what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And for a teenager, that's such a huge, huge message to be sent. Um, and I think that's something that you carry with you for the rest of your life. Exactly. And I think that's awesome that it actually gave us the confidence to be able to have that sense that people want to hear what we're talking about and people want to hear what we have to say and what we believe in. And I'm super thankful that I've been able to be on this team to be able to inspire other kids to be able to have that confidence and let the world know like, hey, I have something to say and I want you to hear it. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Hannah. Um, for being on the show. It's really great to have you back. And it's so awesome to like, you know, hear how, how eloquent you are and like how, you know, how well you flow and how well Harvard is going and how you're just <laughs> so great. Yeah. Your caution. So yeah, it's really great. Thank you guys. So great to be back. Yeah. Well, thank you, Hannah. Um, I've definitely missed doing these shows with you. It's, it's really great to have you back on here for just today. Um, but we hope that you'll be back really soon. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. a responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our Motivating Original Program. 
I'm Zara Hassanin, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Asia, and today our show is all about tolerance. On our show today is Paulina Simmons. Paulina Simmons is the author of acclaimed novels Tully, Red Leaves, and Eleven Hours, as well as the Bronze Horseman's Trilogy. Born and raised in St. Petersburg, Russia, she graduated from the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas, and has lived in Rome, London, and Dallas. She currently lives near New York City with her husband and most of her children. Her newest novel is called Lone Star. Lone Star is a love story between college-bound Chloe and a traveling troubadour, Johnny Rainbow, on his way to war, a compelling contemporary novel of love lost and found, set against the stunning backdrop of Eastern Europe. Paulina, on behalf of my team here at Express Yourself, we are thrilled to welcome you to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on this show. Am I talking to Zara? Is that right? This is uh, you're talking to Hannah right now, but we're all going to oh, okay. have a great conversation awesome. with you. Okay. So as you probably know, on this program, we care a lot about teen issues. And you managed to write about teenagers and their problems so compellingly. How do you do it? Well, um, as my husband says, I was once a teenager myself. Uh, he remarks, <laughs> yeah. um, how, I mean, that was a long time ago, but I do have a special affinity for young people. I feel that um, people just starting out in life um, are full of dramatic possibilities. That's the, that's the part that I like best about it. There's just so much drama with young people. Everything is drama. <laughs> Nothing is just normal. Nothing is neutral. So true. Because of that, they're really fun to write about. Yeah, and I think that, you know, so many times people just write it off as like, oh, just imbalanced hormones or like, you know, if some teenager, yeah, teenage, exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, like some teenager or young adult says that they're in love and people will just write it off and they'll say, oh, they're, you know, again, hormonal imbalance. Um, So, you know, I actually feel, I actually feel just the opposite about it. I, I, I very strongly feel that, that the, Things you experience as a teenager, you experience so strongly, so passionately, so fully, that many times you never again feel quite as strongly about anything. Like your first heartbreak or your first betrayal or the first time you've seen a movie that completely like blew you away. You just never Mm -hmm. feel that same strength of emotion. And, uh, you know, when you write fiction, that's very, very important. That's how I feel. I, I actually, I actually, mm-hmm. not only do I underestimate it, I probably overestimate it. I, I just give it a lot of, a lot of weight. Um, all that teenage angst. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Alina, it's- uh, oh, yeah. this is Asia. Um, I just wanted to say, like, I think it's just awesome that you know when you write about teens and uh, young adults in fiction and nonfiction, it actually gives uh, insight to everybody on you know what we feel. You know, you may not remember, you know how it was when you were a teenager and then when you read a book like that you kind of see that's how it used to be and oh now I remember that or when another teen is reading that kind of book it kind of gives them insight on how it is to be a teenager and sometimes books like that really give us morals and values and kind of advice on how to handle situations like that when we're a teenager because it's hard it's very hard (laughs) no I agree and because it is so hard it's hard for adults to navigate it. You know, we always expect mm-hmm. teenagers when they're 16 to know where they're going to be going to school, right? What, what they're going to be doing yeah, with their lives. Right. What they're so much happens in two years when right. you're 18 years old. <laughs> and then you're 18, so 16 years old, you're, you're only two years away from, you know, barely being a teenager. You know, mm-hmm. you're still 
sleeping with your stuffed teddy bears. And suddenly, two years later, two years for me, I, I barely even look up from my computer in two years. And here, like you want the girls and the boys to know what they're doing with their lives. It's very difficult. I, I think mm-hmm. that those choices that, that, that you know, young people make um, are, are extremely difficult. There's a lot of conflict there. And they don't know how to handle it. And yeah. adults don't know how to handle it. So, you know, I just think that that whole... Time is so fraught with, um, with right with with possibilities. A lot of lessons to be learned. Yeah, a lot of lessons to be learned, and it's so hard to figure out what the right thing to do is, Um, and especially when you're when you're young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree too. I think so many times, you know, adults don't tolerate the personalities of teenagers or their you know circumstances. It really is hard for you know, teenagers to take on yeah. school on top of activities yeah. outside of school and all these, this pressure coming from outside. Um, yeah. It just really gets to your head, you know, but three of your books are about teenagers and one is about kids yeah. in college. Why do you keep coming back to this particular age for your characters when everyone seems so done with them? <laughs> well, exactly. Okay. Well, because uh, uh, like I said, many people I think underestimate the feelings and the decisions and the drama that teenagers go through. But for me, um, I, I just remember myself, and I also see how my own children are now. This is like the, the fu- most fundamental time uh, like in their lives, and I keep coming back to it because for me, it is so interesting to write about people who are so full of emotion. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I see adults, and adults are sort of like very, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to do that. And kids make the wrong decisions, or they do the wrong things, or they make the wrong choices, or the right ones, or they don't know. And they, everything is just so full of passion, and that's tremendously rewarding to write about yeah, for me. And, exactly. and that's why I keep coming back to it. One of my books, I have two, uh, three teenage girls, well, two teenage girls who just graduated high school, and they don't know what they're doing. And so they take this trip across country, and oh my goodness, does this trip just completely change their perception of themselves, of what they wanted with their lives, you know, and, and that to me uh, was also very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they, sorry, they thought they were one kind of person, and then by the end of the book, they realized that they were completely, like, another kind of person. And that's, Yeah. That's, yeah, um, and I definitely think, you know, like, the teenage years, the young adult years, it is a journey. It is a trip in itself. And I know that you've gone through, you know, a huge journey too, coming um, from Russia to America. So what do you think the biggest difference is between Russia and America? And who do you think is a more tolerant society? Oh, um, right. So, well, when I came to America, I was a little bit younger than a teenager. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. I was was about 10. uh, And I would say, well, I would say overall, um, Politically, of course, in the adult world, uh, America, of course, is, is a much more tolerant society. My father was uh, arrested in the Soviet Union, and he was sent to prison because he had written a letter to the newspaper where he advocated the rule of law. And this was in 1968, where they, uh, the Soviet Union was just invading Czechoslovakia, and they just really didn't want to hear from him. So they arrested mm-hmm. him, and he was in, in prison for five years. And it was because of that, actually, that we were allowed to leave Russia and, and emigrate and then come, uh, come to the United States. And so clearly, clearly America is a much more tolerant society. Mm-hmm. Having said that, having said that, young kids can be very cruel. <laughs> and, <laughs> <True>. definitely, 
and especially young girls, and especially yeah. young girls when, when, you know, they meet somebody who is not like them, and I certainly was not like the girls that I went to school with, and so I did not experience particularly a lot of tolerance from the American girls, but um, because they were all, you know, they were all so so cool, and I was so uncool, and they were very mean. <laughs> but mm. at the same time, girls are mean. Time, yeah, <laughs> well, and but uh, like that's you know the story of so many so many teenagers, not not yeah. just. So I felt like a big dork. I didn't have I didn't have any nice new jeans, and my hair wasn't mm. all beautiful. You know, it was, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a difficult time simply because of, you know, of my just, you know, coming of age, um, uh, being Russian in the American world. Yeah, um, that's very hard. Then when I grew up, when I grew up, of course, you know, America gave me my life. I mean, my, my, whole, my whole life is only possible because, because, you know, my father brought us here. Mm. And I lived here and grew up here and went to school here and, and became a writer in this country. I could not be that anywhere else. And that's good. That's good that you were able to follow your dreams. This is Asia, by the way. Um, and it's so awesome to hear that you've been able to follow your dreams and become successful, you know, writing all these books and you're, and people are reading them and they're hearing about your views. And since we were just talking about you uh, being on, uh, being in high school, do you, have you taken any situations from high school or college and any people that you have, may have known from college or high school? Did you incorporate them in your books? Yes, I, I often use little snippets of, of people from, from, all, from all walks of my life and incorporate mm. them in my books. So most of the time it's not like I see Asia and I transplant Asia wholly into a character in my book, but I might see Asia's sense of humor or maybe her beautiful hair or, you know, her sense of style or something else about Asia. And then, you know, I'll use that little, little trait in another character. So I do, you I know, see. I sometimes make them, uh, like make composite characters out of people, uh, people I know. Uh, having said that, I also, um, one of my publicists, when I was on tour in Australia, when she was very young, she had um, she had uh, suffered from leukemia uh, when mm. she was only 25, 26. And I used her whole story as for my main character in one of my books. And so there, her entire you know leukemia and her struggle with it was transplanted nearly uh, completely into my story. So sometimes, sometimes like like whole things happen you know like mm -hmm. that yeah, yeah you know, I, I, oh yeah go know, ahead. oh hey thanks i you know paulina this is hannah and i have to ask you how do you make sure that your characters are so multi-dimensional and multifaceted you know and they have all the hopes and dreams and flaws and fallacies that real people have how do you do that because i i they become real people to me. I mean, they're not at first. At first, maybe I, I see a little vision, you know, of of a Tully or maybe a Chloe in Lone Star, and and I think, okay, well, what is she like? And I see a mental picture of her. But little by little, as I write about her, she becomes so real that I know her better than I know many people in my own life. You know, because you know her so intimately, because you know her inner thoughts. Whereas most people that you meet. You don't know their inner thoughts. I mean, you know what they mm -hmm. tell you they're thinking, right? But in a book, you actually get to know what they're thinking. And that's yeah. the magic, that's the magic of, of, of books is because you've got the internal point of view 
that you don't have in any other medium, um, not in movies, you know, not in plays, not in poetry here, you've got, you've got Chloe. And so when I think of my characters, I'm like inside them. I'm inside their soul. And I see them and I write about them as, as if I were them. Um, and, so, and so to me, that's how little by little they get fleshed out and then they become, you know, tremendously, tremendously real. Um, yeah, I and, think and it's... sometimes they're not perfect characters too, you know, and that's that's why because 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 I know them so well. So all the things that they do sometimes are not good things. Sometimes they're not they don't make the right choices. Um, but I try to make them deeply compelling so that even when you are tremendously upset with Tully, which is my first book, you might still sympathize with her, mm-hmm. even though you're so angry with her. Wow. Yeah, wow. Thank you very much for that insight, Paulina. And I encourage everyone listening to learn more about Paulina's fabulous books by checking out her website, paulinasimons.com. And that's spelled P-A-U-L-L-I-N-A-S-I-M-O-N-S.com. I'm Hannah Hundle. Support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more info on how to do this, go to www. Be the star you are.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Zara. Also remember to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. When we come back from break, we will take it in a new direction with Paulina Simmons. Don't go anywhere. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of tolerance. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle, and we are back with the incredible Paulina Simons out with her new book, Lone Star. And I'm Zara. You may know Paulina as the best-selling acclaimed author of Thule and the Bronze Horseman. Horseman. Now she's back at it again with Lone Star, a compelling contemporary novel of love lost and found that's already receiving rave reviews. And we're lucky enough to have Paulina with us on our show today. So Paulina, in the last segment, you were talking about how you take some of the people that you've known in real life and you incorporate some of their qualities or even, you know, even their whole essence into your uh, books and in your novels. And I think that's so cool. And you hear about other authors, like, you know, I remember Truman Capote, they told us in school that he wrote this whole, like, book where he just like based it off of everyone who he was around he based it off of their like phoniness and everyone got really mad and they started yeah. you know like they got like really really mad at him and they were like yeah. oh you can't just like do that you can't just put our life stories um into yeah. the our, your book and he lost a lot of friends that way um but do you think you mm-hmm. know when you're thinking about the characters in your book um if you could be friends with any of your characters who would you want to be friends with oh what a good question. I, I suppose I would like to be friends. You, want to be, you don't want to be friends with people in my, in my books who are too selfish, because selfish people are not good <laughs> friends with. So I would suppose I would like to be friends with uh, Tatiana, because she is so nice, and she mm. cooks beautifully. So I know I'd always get a good meal if I was with her. <laughs> yeah. And she would always listen to me, which is very important, I think, in a friend, because they need yes. to be able to listen. And not always talk about themselves, so that's all, that would be good. I'd like her very much. And also, she's funny, so I would laugh. So she would entertain me, feed me, and also listen to me. I think she's just a perfect friend. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect also, friend. Also, Chloe is also a very nice person in Lone Star, but Chloe is um, less, she's a little bit more angsty inside. You know, she's not sure who she is yet. And when people are not sure who they are yet, they tend to sometimes be a little inward because they're always thinking about this or that or reacting to things. And so sometimes the Chloe is also a very good friend to her best friend and mm. in there. And she's a, you know, she's a kind, a kind, good girl. She's just still trying to find her way um, a little bit more, I think, than Tatiana was in The Bronze Horseman. But also okay. I think that when you are in the middle of war, it tends to it tends to make you grow up real fast. Like you don't have time yeah. to figure out, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Oh, does he like me? Is my hair pretty? You know, you're just like trying not to die or trying <laughs> not to starve to death. And so mm-hmm. you just have different priorities. Um, I think that in many ways, uh, riding the bronze horseman in that respect was easier because, you know, you sort of didn't write about the normal teenage things because the teenagers were all going to war and becoming, you know, soldiers or, or trying mm-hmm. to take care of their dying mothers. It just it was, you know, kind of a different, a different life. Um, yeah. Well, this is Asia, and we were talking about, you know, how war makes uh, a kid grow up faster than they should have. You know, it takes away a childhood. And uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, this is nothing even in comparison to going to war, but moving around... And uh, having to uh, accustom to different cultures, you know, such as you moving to America when you were younger, um, having to move to different states, 
And uh, as in Lone Star, you know, they travel. And have you had any travel plan that had gone awry? You know, I've had that happen plenty of times to me. <laughs> how did that? Uh, how does that um, apply to you? Yes. Well, I had actually I did. So one time I was about twenty years old, and I was on an exchange uh, program in mm-hmm. England at the time, and I had gone traveling through Europe for the first time. And like we were in England, and we were traveling in Europe. Uh, as my first sort of European experience with a guy that I thought was going to be possibly maybe my boyfriend. Mm. But somewhere in Brussels, he decided that I didn't like him enough or that I didn't like him in quite the right way. And so he, like, left me. <laughs> in the oh, my gosh. Time, I think we were like, I think we got from Brussels. And so we were in Switzerland where he said, you know what, I'm just going to go home. I don't think this is going the way I want it to go. I was like, oh, oh okay. goodness. And so I was like, okie dokie. And then so I was left, I mean, it was Switzerland, okay? This wasn't like Warsaw, Sarajevo, but still. um, Still, so I had to figure out what to do, what to do then, because I was like, I had no money, and he Mm -hmm. had the car. So now I was on a train with my luggage. um, And lucky for me, my dad had some friends over at Munich, so I sort of uh, took a train over to Munich and stayed with them for a little while. Wow. (laughs) Before I went back, before I went back. So that wasn't so good. Um, That's terrible. I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, at least you got an experience that you'll never forget. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's why be very careful who you go traveling with. Exactly. unless you and he are on the same page, there's going to be trouble. And the trouble is always going to be in Zurich. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the other time is I was uh, on my honeymoon, my first honeymoon with my first husband. And we were robbed from Rome going to Venice. And so for me, Venice is completely ruined because we were robbed on a train and they took my camera and they took my bag, the bag I was sleeping on. Somebody came in and like took it right out of my, uh, right from below my head. And uh, and so we were in Venice. Yes, it was rude. I agree. And so, and that wasn't good. And part of that actually makes it into Lone Star, that experience of just being on trains. And suddenly just having nothing and you just don't mm-hmm. know what you're going to do. Um, and sort of like, boy, did that ruin our, our honeymoon. The marriage was doomed, I felt, felt from that moment. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Well, the lesson is stay wow. away from trains. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, oh, you go ahead, Zara. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, you, I think it's so sad that, you know, you go to Venice and you think you're going to yeah. be in this amazing city and then something like that happens mm-hmm. to you. And I think people Especially often... Venice. Yeah, right? And it's like, Venice is like a dream. There's no city yeah. like it. Um, and I think so many times people think that if you go to a big city, people are going to be so cool, so cultured, so mm-hmm. tolerant. Um, and then often their expectations aren't met because they have all these like really out of like out there expectations um, or, you know, just misconception. So what do you think is the biggest misconception about tolerance or even intolerance? Well, I think, I think sometimes people, I think the biggest misconception is that the word means different things to different people. And people forget that tolerance, like many other words, needs to have the same meaning for whoever is, um, for whoever is um, uh, being either tolerant or intolerant. But you know what I mean? Because uh, I feel that sometimes the things that other people say, oh, you're so intolerant, but they're then being intolerant of your opinion about whatever. 
Like mm-hmm. I, for example, have friends who don't like my opinions on movies. And they just don't, they don't want to talk to me about them. They don't want to argue with me about them because they, I feel that they're being intolerant of my opinions on movies. But they feel like I don't need to always be right about everything all the time. <laughs> and so they just yeah. want me. That's, so I, I feel like, or sometimes when people say, when people say, oh, uh, let's include, you know, let's include this person or this person in our, in our friendship or in our games, but then uh, other people say, no, we don't want to because she's not nice. You know what I mean? And then, and suddenly that not nice. So they're not tolerant of her because they perceive her as not being nice for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Now I know that sometimes tolerance is, you know, often, especially in today's day and age is mixed with racism and, and things like that, or, or maybe political some other correctness, things, you know, or political correctness, but other things. But you've got to remember about me. I grew up in Russia where I've, I, I never saw anybody who was any other color other than white, never mm-hmm. anything. And all you did was read about it in books. But when you, when I came to America, everybody was, beautiful and exactly the same and I went to a school that was 80% black and Hispanics and my bestest friends were all multi-ethnic and and amazing like I think that if we weren't taught about like that this is wrong or this person is not for you like as kids we would just play with everybody we would just like be friends with everybody we'd go out with everybody we'd love everybody everybody we would never see color um because this is how Kids naturally are. They learn that other behavior, the behavior that says, oh, this isn't for me. That's not for me. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I just don't. Um, I mean, but, but here, but even, but you know, it's not just black or white. It's anything. Like people have preconceptions about all kinds of things, right? And, and so I just, I just feel like, like we need to first define the term, I guess. That's what I want to say and figure out what it means because I feel like everybody might be intolerant towards want towards something there somebody is always not going to be happy with one thing or another and they're going to say i don't want this in my life or i don't want that other thing in my life everybody says that we just have to like define what that is for us and then surround ourselves with people who feel positively about the same things that we feel positively about i guess mm-hmm. is what i want to say um and that's the difficult part. The difficult part is trying to surround yourself with people who feel about the things that are important to you the same way. Um, you know, because, you know, life is short and you don't want to be necessarily surrounding yourself with people who are not going to make you unhappy you know, by, by spouting all kinds of opinions like I do about movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Food. And the fact that I don't like this or I don't like that or what cars I like to drive, you know. We all I, have our own opinions, and it's that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I guess as you as teenagers must have experienced that yourself, and we all want to say, right, that we, we really want to be tolerant of everybody, but just think about how you feel about someone that you don't agree with. You don't want to be tolerant of mm-hmm. them. You have anything to mm-hmm. do with them, right? Because you're like, oh, my God, that person is nasty. I don't want them. But you're intolerant of that person. You're intolerant of that person's nastiness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's very dangerous to have a one-track mind about everything. (laughs) Got to be open-minded. Yes, exactly. It's better to be, this is what I say, it's better to be open-minded. It's better to, I've been in so many different places. I've Mm -hmm. I've 
so many, you know, I've lived in, 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 you know, in England and I've lived in Texas, I've lived in Kansas and in New York and, and everywhere I find that people are, you know, sometimes just intolerant of certain things. But I find yeah. myself to be more tolerant of many, many things the more I go and see, like, more of the world. So I, guess I would agree with that. I definitely think that, you know, the more you see, the more open-minded you are. Well, thank you so much, Paulina, for this awesome conversation. And it was definitely an absolute pleasure talking with you. You are amazing, and you are definitely very inspirational. Remember to visit Paulina Simons' website at paulinasimons.com. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-N-A-S-I-M-O-N-S. Dot com, paulinasimons.com. We will continue carrying this important theme of tolerance into our next segment. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And during the break, be sure Thanks. to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are 501C3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Henna, and don't go anywhere, because next up we've got us girls doing another awesome segment. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of tolerance. And I'm Zara. Thanks for staying here as we continue our conversation on tolerance. This has been an awesome show, and it's about to get even better because we got the crew here today. So we're going to be talking about tolerance. (laughs) Yay. You know, this is a topic that really has been on my mind a lot because, you know, I think being in college, and I'm sure, Asia, you can attest to this, Mm -hmm. you're around so many sorts of different people, you know. I've met people from so many different backgrounds, so many different walks of life. And, you know, for me, traveling all the way to the other edge of the country, you know, it's so radically different from the, the small town sort of that I grew up in in the Central Valley of California, you know, I wouldn't say that the town that I grew up in, Turlock, was homogenous by any means. But certainly, I, you know, I've met people from different countries that, you know, I never even thought that I would meet. I mean, there's a kid in my dorm entryway, and he's from Cuba. And he's actually the first kid from Cuba to attend Harvard since, I think, 1959, maybe. So he's, you know, breaking records in his own regard. And it's been, wow. it's been incredible to get to talk to him on such a regular basis. You know, I've met kids from Egypt, from all over the world. Um, and I think that really does open your eyes and give you a new perspective on this type of topic mm-hmm. like tolerance. 
Yeah, and I think it's so disappointing how people always talk about, you know, Ivy League schools like Harvard. They're like, oh, so homogenous because all the prep school kids, all the really preppy kids go there, and that's all you see there. But, you know, now even you talking about it for, like, two seconds, you can see that that's totally not true and it's so misleading. Yeah, like, have exactly. are you ever, like, annoyed by that when people say, like, oh, Harvard is for a very specific type of person? You know, I think the people who might be throwing out comments like that are holding on to a vision of, these sorts of schools from, you know, years past. And I think that you really have to look at the types of programs that these schools are now implementing and the ways that they are trying to increase tolerance and diversity and inclusion on campus. You know, I remember the summer before my freshman year, so this past summer, we uh, received a book in the mail, every freshman student, and the book was Sonia Sotomayor's autobiography. And as you may know, Sonia Sotomayor is a justice on the Supreme Court. And so she talked about her childhood growing up in the Bronx, you know, being a Latino woman and how that really shaped her worldview and impacted her as she went on with her education and her career. And during the opening days, so, you know, late August, early September on campus, we all sat around in our dorm and we talked about this book and what it meant, you know, to be a diverse campus and what does diversity really mean and how does tolerance kind of play into that as well. And so just the notion that, you know, people are actively trying to have these sorts of conversations on campus, I think that really does away with the sort of image that you presented, Zara, that some people might still hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of tolerance can also come, or maybe intolerance can come from stereotypes or yeah. not having enough information on what you're even talking about. Um, and I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, we had mentioned this very briefly earlier. It's like a split second. It was tolerance. Uh, people confuse it with political correctness. And, you know, I think tolerance isn't exactly making something uh, in a way so you won't offend somebody or make anything a misconception. It's more of being open-minded and uh, really understanding diversity and really understanding that there are different uh, beliefs, there are different customs, and there are different people from you. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean you have to uh, not tolerate it, to put it in a simple way. Um, If you have a different belief or a different view, you know, that's great. That's awesome. You know, you should definitely have something that is yours. Um, And if it's apart from somebody else's, that's fine. That just means there's more variety and there's something even more interesting to talk about. Yeah, and I kind of hate this, you know, new attacking, like, like, I know this definitely, like, isn't what you were saying, but, like, politicians these days especially, they'll just attack like what it means to be politically correct you know they'll like completely attack it and say that there's never a point in time where it's useful but obviously you know there's a reason why no one says the n-word anymore and there's a reason why you shouldn't say the n-word and you know stuff like that I think does make a more tolerant society when people realize that you can't just throw these slurs out there and you can't just it just comes to a matter of respect yeah I totally Yeah, and um, especially with tolerance and uh, politicians, you just threw something into my mind that I forgot to even mention, you know, tolerance um, 
and intolerance. If you are intolerant about somebody else's opinion, I don't, you know, this is just me. Um, and this is what I live based. Uh, I base my morality um, and values on this. If you don't agree with somebody and you don't want to hear what they have to say, I don't think you should have anything to say yourself because if you can't tolerate somebody else's views, why do you expect somebody else to tolerate your views? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, on, the, on the topic of political correctness that we were just talking about, I, I want to briefly share sort of my breadth of experience with this term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, you know, along this topic, we're talking about, you know, how different, you know, people out there, groups out there, society, the media might sort of play off political correctness as kind of a negative term. And, you know, especially yeah. with candidates like Donald Trump, you know, running for the Republican Party, who's just mm-hmm. bashing political correctness. I think a lot of people don't really understand what the term actually means. And so I exactly. want to share a definition that I learned um, during a program that I did right before opening days at Harvard. And this program was the Freshman Urban Program. I believe that was the name. We called it FUP, you know, for short. Uh-huh. And it was about, it, it was understanding social issues. And so it was kind of an activism slash social awareness slash vol- volunteerism program. So we spent a whole week... We had a bunch of speakers come in, talk to us about different social issues in the Boston area. You know, we, we did a lot of volunteering. We learned what it means to really volunteer to the benefit of the people receiving that, that, that service and not just for your own personal agenda. So we learned right, about all yeah. these sorts of social issues. And political correctness was a term that was talked about a lot. And I want to read you the definition that they provided us because I think it's quite different and I think it's important to take a look at. So... They define politically correct as, quote, a pejorative term used to frame oppressive actions against a social group as offensive to sensible people. I'm I'm sorry, offensive to sensitive people rather than real and systemic. So Mm. I think what's really Mm. important about that definition is that it highlights how the people who, you know, just so over and over again and again lambast and just bash this notion of political correctness frame Mm. the people you know, being offended by that sort of language as overly sensitive rather than just being cognizant of real Mm -hmm. and systemic social issues. Yeah, I think for so long our society had been such an intolerant and not sensitive one that now people think that's normal and they aren't sensitive towards issues that exist. I think that's really Mm -hmm. um, very important to point out. And I also liked how you pointed out the thing about volunteering, you know, like actually helping the people that you're like. Um, volunteering to help instead of doing it for yourself. And mm-hmm. I've definitely had like experiences with people in my own school that just like do that stuff for themselves. They like pretend to be all tolerant. You know, they're like, Oh, I like went to sit the like glide memorial and cut onions and I cried the whole time. And all their like charity stories will be just like talking about themselves. And that's so disappointing too. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not, it's about being tolerant, but somehow they make it about themselves, which I think mm-hmm. it's, it just happens so much. And it's so blatantly wrong but nobody notices it yeah I was doing a little bit of reading up and on tolerance and I was just looking around you know reading some articles but I found this one quote by Voltaire it says I disprove of what you say but will defend to the death your right to say it and I love that because you know you may disprove something but you still have the right to say something like that if you have something that nobody or somebody doesn't agree with you um, that's okay. You have the right to speak your mind. And I think the term of political correctness that we're all um, latching onto is kind of breaking down and 
taking away the right to pretty much express ourselves and to stand up and um, talk about what we believe in and really uh, get people talking. And yeah. I think that it keeps us silent. And um, I think the real term of political correctness, and I don't really believe that there's such a thing as political correctness. I think it's just a matter of respect. You no, know, I think that political you know, correctness, right, you know, I think it's kind of a, like a, a curtain that people are using to hide behind mm-hmm. so they don't have to address these very real exactly. and active social issues. Mm-hmm. They're not talking. You know, they're not saying what they really believe in. Yeah, it's really no use to be diplomatic in this time and age, I think. And it's actually really interesting that you mentioned, like, Voltaire just now, too. I really like that mm-hmm. quote, first of all. Yeah. Uh, we're like, you know, we learned about him a while ago in, like, um, AP Euro in my class. And um, they said that he would, like, make a habit of staying, like, living really close to borders of countries because the authorities were always after him because he said such, like, true things but they were so like out there for the time like you know controversial speech. yeah so yeah exactly so controversial for the time so he'd like yeah. live really close to the border so he could flee really <laughs> fast and i thought uh-huh. that was like you know it's so gl- like great that we don't have to do that anymore and that we yeah. can just, you know i mean even though freedom is still limited and it's still mm-hmm. the definition of freedom is still we have to s- still live up to it and actually you know embody it i think it's yeah. gotten so much better and that's a great thing to see yeah, which is why I love being able to be on this show to talk about something like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a forum for us to really express ourselves um, uh-huh. and, and to let our voices <laughs> be heard and to know that we can, we can respect differences, we can appreciate difference, and we can, we can also maintain that element of tolerance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and see. I think it's so you know, not only tolerate it, but celebrate it. And I think that's what tolerate, tolerance yeah. Is. Yeah, like I think, you know, don't only tolerate, but tolerance should mean celebrating differences, celebrating diversity, because mm-hmm. after all, that is what made our world great in the first place. And, you know, yes. that's what, you know, Donald Trump talks about making America great again, but that's what made America great in the first place, diversity. So, But I do want to touch on something really fast. You know, tolerance doesn't mean accepting something that is wrong because you don't want to offend anybody. That is yeah. one thing that I do want to touch on. Yeah. Is just because you don't want to offend somebody doesn't mean we should stand by and let something that is wrong to keep going. For sure, definitely. That's one thing that I got from, you know, just everything that's been going on with the media and, you know, all the politics and everything. It's just if something is wrong, don't use tolerance or political correctness to allow it to carry on because you don't want to offend anybody or anything. Um, but I really do want to thank you guys so much Hannah and Zara, for yet another terrific show. I absolutely love hosting with you, too. It's just so awesome every time we do a show together. Uh, But sadly, we have no more time. But we will talk more next time, uh, signing off for this show, Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Zara Hosnane. Thank you to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids group, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Hannah Hundle, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be tolerant and open-minded, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.